Welcome to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for a brand new year. Thank you we can stand in your presence, that you're, you're ever-present. You're always here. You're always near. You're always with us. I thank you, Lord, as a church, as we travel through 2016, that we will do it side by side with you. Just as Adam and Eve walked through the garden, the Bible says, in the cool of the evening, and you were with them. God, our prayer this year is that you will walk close. We will sense you near. We will hear your voice. That you will lead us and guide us in all that we do. In Jesus' name. Can we put our hands together this morning? Just thank God. Come on. He's worthy of praise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. God, we worship you. We bless you. Give you all glory and honor. Why don't you... Hug your neighbor, give somebody a a kiss, tell them they smell good, tell them they look good before you guys grab your seats this morning. This is awesome. (coughs) Thank you guys, you are phenomenal. We love you. You know what, before we start, I just want to to give something away just to start the year. And I wanted to give this to Janelle. It's a book on prayer and it's called Push. My good friend Jürgen Matesius from America, he wrote it. And it's pray until something happens. If you do nothing else in 2016 but seek God, press in and pray, something will happen in your life. Something will shift. Something will change. God will do something on your behalf. So, Jill, I just wanted to give that to you this morning. I love giving things away. Generally, they're not mine to give away, but nice to have you here this morning. Can we give Janelle another hand? I love visitors in church. Can we, can we make a commitment this year to always bring somebody to church? During the week, think about who could you bring to church? Who, who could benefit from community who could benefit from meeting Jesus who could benefit from a smile because we all know people that are doing it tough in life can I ask you in 2016 make a commitment to bring somebody to church even if it's once a month once every six months let's do that where you know Jesus said he's building his church We've, we've got that I will build my church the gates of hell will not prevail but he doesn't mind if we give him a hand he doesn't mind if we get people into the into the building can we do that this year you're very quiet Remember, the, the quieter you are, the slower I preach. You've got to fire up, Nick. you just got to give me something. This will be quick and done with. Oh, Nick's into it. Fantastic. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be good. So Melissa asked before, but who had a great Christmas and New Year? For us, honestly, it was probably the quietest, most relaxed, most chilled out Christmas I can remember in 20 years. And I, I loved it. I wasn't running around to different families' houses and different, it was just chilling with our immediate family, Brian and Annette and some friends, Justin and Ange, it was unbelievable. And we're, we're in the greatest place on the planet, we're in the Sunshine Coast, so it's awesome. You know, and as we said, New Year represents new possibilities, new opportunities, time to get fired up and excited. Can I encourage you, don't, don't be tired on the 3rd of January. Fire up, fire up, get, get vision for the year, get excited about what lays ahead in your business. I'm telling you, Jenny and Vincent, you're going to have the greatest year of business you've ever had. I'm declaring it in Jesus' name. Maddie, opportunities, mate. They're about to open up right before you. It's, I love Matt because Matt's one of the most fired up people on the planet. He sits there and he looks pretty reserved. He looks like he's, you know, he wouldn't do it. But he, when he fires up, he fires up. But you know what? I love that. I love being around people of passion, people of excitement, people that just are high on life. And I think, you know what? we got the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. We should be excited about life. We should be excited about the journey ahead, the year ahead. Mate, 2015 is done. It's gone, baby. Hasta la vista. It's, it's out of here. It was awesome. And as a church, it was fantastic. 
We, we saw people come to the Lord. We saw miracles. People healed. We saw God just move powerfully. We gave a lot to the community. We were a blessing. But you know what? Forget about it. It's gone. I want to focus on the year ahead and all that we can do. And I want to, the Bible says that the way of the righteous winds upwards. You know, we're going from glory to glory, strength to strength. This year is going to be sensational. And I, I'm declaring this over every one of you. It's going to be the greatest year of your life. There's going to be breakthrough. There's going to be provision. There's going to be joy. There's going to be, I'm declaring this over my life, that, that, that there is going to be peace, that there's going to be joy, that you're just going to enjoy the journey ahead. Amen? Amen. All right. Did it, seriously, you're going to make it hard today, aren't you? Did anybody make any New Year's resolutions? No? Yes? Yeah. What, what was it, Beck? If you, if you can tell me. <laughs> to be fantastic. What a great resolution. Anybody else? Oh, sorry. <laughs> Come on, fire up, Matty. And positive. I think Beck's phenomenally positive. Amazing. Anybody else? Beautiful. All right, we're believing with Kelly and Josh. We're going to buy a house. I, I, I don't want to be a naysayer, or, or, but statistics say that 8% of, of uh, resolutions are fulfilled. So at the end of this year, we're going we're gonna to take that up to maybe 9%, all right? So this, this is exciting. I, I, I Googled, I actually Googled the top 10 uh, New Year's resolutions list. Does anybody want to hear it? Yeah. What people, they, they get up 1st of January every year, and this is to give up smoking. That was on top of my list. No, not really. <laughs> Give up drinking, I don't smoke, <laughs> give up drinking, read more, give more, which I thought, that's number four on the list. When you Google, give more. People just want to be generous. I love that. I, I can give you an opportunity to do that. Uh, exercise more, get organized, lose weight, learn something new, spend more time with family, and stop procrastinating. Do any of those sound familiar to anybody? Excellent, excellent. Well... Like I said, forget it, let it go, and move on from last year. Let's get intentional about 2016. I want to help you focus up. I want to help you get locked in on the year ahead. Not, not worrying about what's been, not worrying about what didn't happen, not worrying about whatever, moving forward. You know, God's always calling us forward. He says, come up here. He said, come up, come up to a higher place. Come up to a higher plan of living. Come up to where I am. I want you to see life differently. I want you to move forward into all that I have for you. Come up here. And I want to encourage you. I, want to ch I, I, I semi want to be a thorn in your side this year. I feel like God kind of gave me a kick in the butt. A nice one. Very nice thorn. Uh, I, I want to challenge you not to accept mediocrity. Not to accept same old, same old. And, and how it's been. And what you've known. And what you've done. I want to challenge you to come up here. Let's go to another level in God. Let's go to a, uh, an, another plane in Him. Why don't you decide this year to get debt free and go and buy a house? Just make it a, I'm, I'm doing it. To get happy. To grow in some area of your life. To grow in your faith and, and biblical knowledge. Why don't you just make a decision, this is what I'm doing. I've had every excuse in, under the sun in the past why I couldn't, but now I'm, I'm doing away with excuses and I'm just going to go and do it. I'm going to start that business. I'm going to build my business. I'm going to build my relationship. I'm going to work on this area of my... Why don't you make a decision today? This is going to be the greatest year of your life. Just do it. Just do it. This is going to be the greatest, happiest, most joy-filled, focused, purposed year of your life. That's what I'm going to do. I'm writing down a list of things that I want to see happen and that I'm going to go after and I'm not going to accept excuses. I think the definition of excuse is an invalid reason for a neglect of duty. What's your excuse? What, what, what's it, what excuse do you have? 
for not going after the God desires that he's placed on the inside of you. Because if God's into it, he can make it happen and he can bring it to pass. Amen? And in the words of the prophet Nike, just do it. The words of Yoda, don't try do. So I just thought I'd bring, I'd better bring some, uh, some Star Wars into this because Star Wars is just blowing up all over the place. So I want to challenge you, like I said, to have, to have the greatest year of your life. Just make that decision. That's what's going to happen. The second thing I want to do is challenge it. Find a word, one word for this year. What's one word that you want to define 2016? Is, is it joy? Is it provision? Is it breakthrough? Is it peace? Is it victory? Is it, is it love? I want you to find one word and I want you to hold on to that word. And when you're going through the middle of challenges and struggles and, and stuff this year, I want you to remind yourself of that word. And, but go and seek God for that word. What's my word, God, for this year? What, you know, is it, is it next level? Is it, what, I don't know what the word is, but God has a word for you. And I want to, you to seek him. I want you to get that word. Because here's, here's what I know. You can't change the past, but your decisions and ac- actions will create your future. So, so decisions by themselves won't do it. The Bible says faith without works is dead. Your decisions won't, but what you act upon. The decisions that you make today and the things that you act upon will form the future. What is the future that you want? What do you want the end of 2016? Because I've got to tell you, I can remember the first week of 2015. I can remember what I preached to you. I can remember, we're not in that year anymore. 365 days have passed. And so I have to look back and go, what did I achieve? What did I do? What did my efforts produce? Because we're called to be producers in life, each, all of us. What, what did my efforts, what did my energies, what did my focus produce last year? And if it's not what I want, I've got I to refocus, recalibrate, and fire up for the year ahead. Because there's so many things I want to achieve. There's so much that I want to produce. There's things that I want to do for you, but it's going to take effort and intentionality and purpose and desire to, to go for it and do it. Amen? Paul said in Philippians 3.13, he says, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead, I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Jesus Christ, is calling us. And I was Googling a few more things this week, and I I found a a good quote that says, a man without a vision for the future will always return to his past. If you don't have a vision for your future, you'll always return to what you've known, what you've done, where you've been, good, bad, or ugly, you will always return if you don't have a vision. What's your vision for this year, for, for your family, for your business, for your health, for your, for, what is your vision? Because the vision will dictate what you do. If you put that thing before you and you focus on that thing, you know, the, there's a saying that we travel in life in the direction of our dominant thoughts. Our dominant thoughts are attached to a vision that we hold dear in our heart. That thing that's, that I'm passionate about, that thing that, uh, that I'm looking at all the time when I close my eyes and see, that will carry you forward. I want to encourage you. Go home this afternoon. Get 15 minutes alone with God and write down a vision for the year ahead. Amen? Amen. So in, in saying what I said before, does anybody remember the message that I've preached on the first Sunday of each year for the last two years? You weren't here. No, no, no. The year before as well. <laughs> Any, five things every person needs. Can anybody tell me what they are? Come on, Loz. I'll I'll, I'll read them out. Five things every person needs. I'm not going to preach this this morning, but I am going to give it to you because I think it'll help you. And if you took hold of these things and applied them to your world, they will carry you through 2016. The first thing you need is vision. You need a vision for your life. You need a vision that is bigger than you. You need a vision that freaks you out, that only God could fulfill. 
And God will bring that to you. God will give that. You need vision. You need faith. What do you have faith for? Do you have faith in the vision that God's given you? Do you have faith that today will be a better day than yesterday? That tomorrow can be a better day again? You know, that all things are working together for good for those who love it. Do you have faith? You need faith to get through this year. Uh, You need a Bible reading plan. I'm on day three of the Bible reading plan. Does anybody have a Bible reading plan? You've got to read your Bible. If you don't read your Bible, you're walking into every battle that you face that's waged by the, the enemy and you are defenseless. You, you, ha- you have no, uh, you know, armory, you have no offense. The devil will take you out this year if you don't read your word. The word is God's gift to your life. And the Bible says the promises of God are yes and amen. You know, that the word of God is like a double-edged sword. It's, it's sharper than it can cut through to, you know, soul and spirit to the heart of man. You need the word of God. I love the Bible. I lo- and I've made a commitment. That I'm not looking at Instagram. I'm not looking at Facebook. I'm not looking at who's texting me. I'm not looking at what email I have. The first thing I'm doing every day is I'm getting up and I'm getting into the Word of God. I read the Bible every day. I love the Bible. It, it comes alive. And, and if you don't have a hunger for it, start. Because what you feed grows, what you starve dies. If you start feeding your soul on the Word of God, there will be a desire and a hunger that, that just you know, comes alive in you. The Bible says that heaven and earth will pass away, but my Word will remain. The Word of God is what you base your life on. It can be the foundation for the successful year ahead. We need a Bible reading plan. Fourth thing is endurance. It's going to take endurance to get through this year. And what I'm going to talk about, I think, yeah, it's a bit messy. The title of my message is, It's a Bit Messy. And and I'll explain that in a minute, what that means and what that looks like. But you're going to need endurance to get through this year. Because I guarantee you, your year isn't going to play out or look like exactly what you see today. Even if you have a vision, there's going to be twists and turns and valleys and mountaintops experiences. But to get to the other end, you need endurance. And the fifth thing is you need some friends. Don't isolate yourself. Get great friends around your world. Get people that you can laugh with, that you can cry with, that you can spit the dummy with, and they're going to be there tomorrow. They're going to be all right with, that's who you are. It's, you know, and, and let me say this, it's a bit messy. We need, we need friends in life because it's a bit messy. Life is messy. Life is challenging. Life has struggled. Come to our house. I know you think Melissa and I are perfect, just unbelievable. You know, as pastors, as parents, our life is messy. Our home, it is very tidy, but it's messy. Our kids scream. We scream. No, no, the house isn't messy. The house is very clean. (laughs) Can can I say to you, we just got to keep rolling with the punches in life, and friends help you do that. When, when the dollars aren't good, friends will get you through. When you've got health issues, friends will get you through. We need friends in our world. You may only have a few close friends, but I want to encourage you, love on those friends. Draw them in close. Speak positively. Have friends in your world, and that will carry you through 2016. Amen? Is this helping anybody? I'll fire up in a minute. I'll get, I'll get the spirit of Matty Adamson on me, and I'll just go for it and... Fighter, come on. All right, so, we, so I'm not preaching that this morning. I just wanted to give you those five things. Here's the thing. We all want the perfect life. Go to school, get top marks, go to university, come out, get the perfect high-paying job. That's just, you know, oh my gosh, phenomenal. More than I need. Just there's the excess in my bank accounts. Find the perfect, perfect person. Get married and have the perfect marriage. Have those perfect little children that just are there and buy that perfect house with a picket fence. We just, we want the perfect life. 
Nobody dreams of having this dysfunctional family and these kids that are going off the wall and not having any money and not being able to pay the mortgage and being evicted. Nobody dreams of it. Nobody thinks of that. We all want this perfect life. But the reality is life's a bit messy. People are a bit messy. Relationships are a bit messy. You know, church is messy. Here's the deal. If, it's a, if church for you is messy and it's not perfect and it doesn't tick every prefer- preference box, can I just say that's the same for me too? Because we're all human. But messy's good and messy's okay. And I can work with messy and so can God. And what I want to say is this. It's okay to be messy because it's not all about us. And I, I, wanna, I wanted to point this out at the beginning of 2016 because sometimes the spirit of ping gets on people. You might be going, what's the spirit of ping? It's like everything didn't line up perfectly. Everything wasn't exactly as I thought it should be. Ping, I'm off over here. Because the, the grass must be greener over here. Or it's not working in my mouth. Ma- and, you know, I know I made commitments. I know I said I'd do things. I, but it's not really working for me now. Ping. And now I'm over here because the grass must be greener over here. Can I encourage you this morning? The grass is greener where you water it. Water your grass, water your family, water your relationships, water your commitments, water where you are right now, and watch what God can do with that. Watch the grass get green. Watch it grow beneath your feet. Watch all your dreams and desires come to pass because you committed to your commitments. So at the beginning of a brand new year, what I wanted to ask you today was to make a decision to preference God in all your doings, your dealings, and your decisions. In 2016, I want you to make a commitment to God, that you're going to preference Him in all your doings. The Bible says in Colossians 3, whatever you do, do it as unto the Lord. Now, that doesn't mean when you come to church, do it as, as unto the Lord. It means when you go to work, when you go and fill up at the petrol station, when you go and get the groceries, when you smile at that person, when you go out to dinner with someone, do it as though you're doing it for God. Make, make a commitment this year. Every single thing I do is going to be for God. It's going to reflect His glory. It's going to be intentional. And I'm going to think through, before I do what I do, how would God have me do it? You've seen the little bands, WWJ, what would Jesus do? I just want, make a decision to preference God this year in your doings, your dealings, and your decisions. What are your dealings? Business dealings, relational dealings, spiritual dealings, personal dealings. You know, the definition of integrity is, is who you are and what you do when no one else is watching. You know, Proverbs 11.3 says, the integrity of the upright will guide them. The unjust are destroyed because of their duplicity. So this year, I, I, I want just my integrity levels are going to go through the roof. What I say is what I do. Timothy says, let your yes be yes and your no, no. That, that this year, my commitment to God is in all of my dealings, the way I deal with my finances, with my taxes. With, I want you to succeed. I want you blessed of heaven this year. I want the hand of favor and blessing to rest upon you. And this, I believe, is a way we can do it. When we preference God and honor God in our doings, our dealings, and our decisions. You're going to have many decisions to make this year. Invite God into the middle of the process. Let the wisdom of heaven come upon your mind. When you, when you have to make a decision about something that's big and life-affecting. Not if you, you want the Coke or the lemonade, the Coke or the lemonade. Don't worry, God doesn't care. Have the Coke. I don't care. Have the lemonade. Get water. Melissa's saying get water. You can ask God or you can ask Melissa. Melissa will always say water. God will say, I don't care. But anyway, Coke or lemonade. But in your decisions, when you have to make a decision this year, invite God. Just step back, pan back, just for one minute. God, what should I do? And he will speak to you clear and he'll bring direction to your life. Amen? And the, the, the next thing I want to say is 
let's aim to make this an eye for a year. Okay? Because I got my iPad, I got my iPhone, I got my iWatch, I got my, I got my me and my my and my what I want and my desires and my. Let's make this year an eye for a year, where it's not about me and my, but it's about his and ours. What's God calling me to? See, because if you want to succeed in life, get into the Word of God, listen to the voice of God, and walk obediently to all that He calls you to do, and you will succeed and prosper. It says that in Joshua. You will succeed and prosper in all that you do. Hell may be released against you. Storms may come. You will succeed because God is walking with you because you're preferencing Him as number one in your life. Amen? It's not all about me, my, what I can do, what I can achieve, what I can, how I can win, how I can have victory. I just wanted to play a really quick little video this morning. It may seem like, what the heck does that have to do with anything, but I'm sure it will. Coach Peter Morales of the Coronado High School Thunderbirds in El Paso, Texas, makes no qualms about it. He has a favorite on this team. Mitchell, I need you. I need you to help me out with my coaching tips, Mitchell. Team manager Mitchell Marcus has a developmental disability. One, two, three, four. And he far surpasses everyone here when it comes to love of the game. He's just an amazing person that our basketball team loves being around. Mitchell's mom, Amy, says he's always been that way. Mitchell always had a basketball. That was always what he wanted for his birthday. And because basketball is that important to him, on the last game of the regular season, the coach told Mitchell to suit up. What was it like to put on the uniform? I was very happy. I imagine you were. Just wearing a jersey was enough for Mitchell. But what he didn't know, what no one knew at the time, was that the coach planned to play him at the end no matter what the score. You were prepared to lose that game? For his moment, yes. For his moment in time, yes. And so, with a minute and a half left, Coronado leading, but only by 10, Coach Morales put in his managers. And just started hearing Mitchell, Mitchell. But here's where the fairy tale fell apart. Although his teammates did everything they could to get Mitchell a basket. Each time they passed him the ball, he either missed the shot or, like on their last possession, booted it out of bounds, turning the ball over to the other team with just seconds left. He wasn't going to be able to score. But I was hoping that he was happy that he was just put in the game. Could you have ever imagined what happened next? No, I did. I could not. Not at all. What happened next happened on the inbound. The guy with the ball there is a senior at Franklin High School, number 22. Jonathan Montañez. Uh, I just, I was raised to treat others how you want to be treated. Just thought Mitchell deserved his chance, deserves his opportunity. I think I'll cry about it for the rest of my life. What Jonathan did was yell out Mitchell's name, then threw the ball right to it, right there. One of the most memorable turnovers of all time. It wasn't the game-winning shot. When the buzzer sounded, Coronado had 15 more points than Franklin. But Jonathan's assist and Mitchell's basket did change the outcome decidedly. Play any game with this much sportsmanship. <coughs> Both teams win. Fantastic. How good is that? Now, I've seen a whole lot of those videos, and the video is that they, they sub in a guy that's got a disability or his team manager or will never get a start in a game, uh, and he makes the winning shot. Like, it's, it's miraculous. He gets the three-pointer on the buzzer, wins it. But this story isn't about that. This story is about the guy that got subbed in to create a moment, and he still didn't capitalize on the moment, didn't make the shot, whatever it was. But then it went beyond that, 
where the other team said, we're not just going to compete. See, I, I think in life we all compete so hard because I've got to win and I've got to rise to the top and I've got to have my moment. I need people to know me. But he's, I don't know if you saw it when he, the guy's walking back and he just goes like this and it's almost like, oh, I lost it. Do you know, for me, life is about enjoying the journey and helping others enjoy theirs. And, and what I saw there is, is a young guy that didn't have to. He could have thrown it up. They're going to lose anyway, and let's just make it 13-point deficit instead of 15. He could have thrown the ball to his teammates, but he thought, you know what? Something's happening here. There's something happening in the atmosphere, and it's, it's now not about the teams. It's now not about me and, and getting picked up by a, a, you know, a college basketball team. It's, it's about somebody else's life. I want to invite you to join the journey this year of helping someone else enjoy their life. Someone else do what perhaps they can't do on it. He couldn't do that on his own unless his coach gave him an opportunity. Unless his team said, unless the other team created an opportunity, he couldn't experience that moment. There are people out in our community this year that won't experience a moment unless we make space for them. Unless we, as a team, go, you know what, I'm going to go outside of what I know to do. I'm going to go beyond what I want and what I need, and I'm going to help somebody else enjoy the journey. Somebody who's always in a harder position than us. Somebody's always facing a bigger challenge than us. Somebody's always hurting more than us. Let's help people enjoy the journey this year. Any person you meet, any person you see, let's, let's do what we can do to be the hands and feet of Jesus Christ to our community. Amen? Amen. All right, and so three things I thought the way that we can do this. First one is commit your ways to the Lord. In 2016, why don't you commit your ways to the Lord? It says in Psalm 37, commit your way to the Lord, trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. He shall bring forth your righteousness as the light, your justice as the noonday. Rest in the Lord, wait patiently for him. Do not fret because of him who prospers in his way, because of the man who brings wicked schemes to pass. Commit your way to the Lord, and he shall make it come to pass. Those dreams, those desires, those things that you want to see happen, commit your ways to the Lord and he shall. He shall make it come to the pass. You know, the second thing is to commit your works to the Lord. So first, let's commit our ways to the Lord. Second is let's commit our works to the Lord. Um, that says in Proverbs 16 verse 3, commit your works to the Lord and your thoughts will be established. So I'm telling you before, get a vision for the year ahead. Let it be big. Let it be extravagant. Let it be over the top. Let it be, you know, freaking you out because it has to be God. But then in Matthew 6, it says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. You've heard it preached many times before that it doesn't matter what's number two in your world as long as God's number one. Can I encourage you this year, make God number one in your world and dream big and God has no problem fulfilling that dream as long as he's prioritized in your life, as long as he's number one, as long as he, make God number one and your year, like Melissa said before, will be crowned with God's goodness. Is this helping anybody? I'm firing myself up. I'm loving this. And uh, honestly, I'm, I'm getting more excited about my dreams now. Third thing is commit your will to the Lord. It's one thing to commit our way. It's another thing to commit our works. But the third thing, and probably the most important thing, is to commit our will to the Lord. You know, in Luke 22, this is talking about Jesus. It says, when he had withdrawn from them about a stone's throw, he knelt down and prayed, saying, Father, he's about to be crucified. He knows he's going to be crucified. He's being murdered for the sins of you and I. And, he, and he's saying here, he says, Father, if it's your will, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. 
Jesus is saying, I, I, I don't want to have a crown of thorn put in my head. I don't want to be beaten within an inch, inch of my life. I don't want to be crucified and brutalized and die if I don't have to. God, if you can stop this happening, stop it. But God knew that Jesus was the only way to redeem mankind. He said, so he said, not my will, but yours be done, Lord. Not my way. And there's things in life where we feel like we're sacrificing. We're giving away. We're giving up. We're doing without. And God might ask you to do without and to sacrifice and to give up. But if it's for him, it's worth it. And if it's for him, it's got a higher purpose attached to it. Commit your will to the Lord. Those, those agendas, those mindsets, those quirks that you have that you know want to pull you out or, or take you out from the plan of God for your life. I want to encourage you this. Commit your will to God. You know what, God, if, if you say this, but I want to do that, I'm going to do what you say. If you say go left, but I really want to go, I'm going to go left, God, because I'm committing my will, not only my way, not only my works, but I'm committing my will, my agenda, my mindsets, my preferences, I'm making them yours this year, Jesus. Amen? Benny, can you show us that photo in the Philippines? You know, sometimes it's, it's hard to get to church, I know. There's a little bit of traffic in Noosa. There's three cars at the roundabout. Sometimes the kids have got ahead. I, I know this is in the Philippines, in the middle of full flood. They're having revival meetings in church. This is a church service. Church is flooded. It's up to their, their knees. It's up to their shit. They've made their way from their villages and their hometowns and wherever they are. I don't even know how they got there. I've been in the Philippines during monsoon season where everything within a minutes just rises and floods. You've you, you got to walk. You can't drive. These guys are in church praising Jesus. I'm going to commit to the Lord my will this year. The house of God is going to be a preference. God is going to be a preference. I, I'm going to seek him in all that I do. And I don't have any excuses. I don't have any reasons why I can't. I'm in, I'm on, and I'm fired up. Amen? You know, Charles Spurgeon, the great theologian, he said, my faith rests not in what I am or shall be or feel or know, but in what Christ is, in what he has done and what he is now doing for me. God has done so much for us. God has been so, if salvation was the only thing that he did for us, it's, it's worth worshiping him for every day. It's worth sacrificing for every, but he's given us so much more. He's blessed us in so many ways. The, the blessing of the Lord is, is immeasurable. It, it's, it's innumerable. You can't contain God and the majestic nature and size of God and who he is and what he's done and what he's going to continue to do. He's worthy of praise and honor. Amen. Now, all this being said and done, it's, it's easier to say than do. Just commit your will, commit your way, commit your plans, work for God, love God, do it. It's, it's easy to say, right? Yep. But we can do it. And, and if it didn't work last year, it can work this year. And, and if, you, if you struggled and you were challenged and, and life didn't you know, pan out exactly as you thought it would and you did pull back, it's, all, it's a brand new year. Slate's been wiped clean. We've stepped over that line and we're in a brand new year. You know, just coming through Christmas time, I started thinking about Jesus. Perfect life, right? Perfect. Awesome. Perfect. No, it wasn't. It was messy. It was really messy. Jesus was born into mess, chaos, confusion, darkness. That's, that's what the Savior of the world was born into. He sets the perfect example of how we can do life well in the midst of mess and chaos. Because what am I measuring my life against? Why don't we just measure it against Jesus' life? Okay? So, so here, here's the thing. Matthew 1, verses 18 says, This is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother Mary was engaged to, and married a bit to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Messy. Joseph, her fiancé, was a good man and did not want to dis, uh, disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. And he, as he 
Consider this, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son, and you were to name him Jesus, and he will save the people from their sins. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child, she will give birth to a son, they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. And when Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him, took Mary as his wife, but he did not have sexual relations with her until the son was born, and Joseph named him Jesus. I love this. All this happened to fulfill what God had said. All this happened, all this mess happened to fulfill God's plans. Do you know you can be walking through a challenging time, you can be walking through mess, and it can be the very thing that is going to cause you to walk into a miracle. You can be walking through stress and pressure and mess, and it's going to make you who God wants you to be so that you can accept and walk into the miracle that God has for you. God's mess can lead you to a miracle if you just walk in faith. What I love about this is Joseph had great faith. So while we're committing our plans and committing our will and committing our way and, and just making decisions and our doings and our dealings and, our, and all these things, it could get messy this year. It could get off track. It could, things could happen. Stuff could happen. We need to walk through stuff to get through the, to the good stuff. Amen? To what God has for us. And, and I like this because it says Joseph had in mind to put Mary away. Can I encourage you this year? Slow down. And have in mind what you might do in a situation. Because in the midst of having a thought, rather than just reacting or acting, in having a thought and having a moment, God spoke to him clearly. And it was in the moment of God speaking clearly that he was able to make an educated decision, a wise decision as what he should do. Amen? So let, let's just look at this for one second. Jesus is miraculously conceived, which sounds awesome, right? He's miraculously conceived. It's a miracle. Jesus, the Holy Spirit, Mary. How messy is that for Mary and Joseph? You know, Joseph, they're walking along the River Nile, and he's, he's walking along. He said, Mary, you know how we had that dress-fitting thing about three months ago? You may want to um, slow down on the cream puffs and the McDonald's stops, and, you know, it's, things are messy. And she goes, oh, Joseph, actually... I wanted to tell you, the baby's Jesus, the baby's God's. Oh, like that's messy, that's weird, that's, the baby's God's. And, and it's, he said that he, he, he dealt with it, and he put up with it, but that's messy, that's not easy. So then Jesus, raised as the Savior, Savior of the world, Jesus Christ, he's at school. What do you want to do when you grow up? Oh, I am the Savior of the world. Okay, weirdo, that's awesome. Like, like messy, hard, dysfunctional, like this is, you know, he goes to the temple to worship, and his parents lose him. I, go, I, I know where Noah, Ella, and Zach are most times, most places. And if I can't find them, I'll go to a sweet shop, a lolly shop. I'll go to, I'll go to a pie shop. I'll go somewhere. I'll go and find the, the, the toy dispensing machine. I, I know where they are. Jesus got lost by his parents. They just lost him. They lost Jesus. Anybody ever? Anyway. Uh, they, they lost the Savior of the world. And then he grows, and he becomes a carpenter. And then he's... he's visited by the Holy Spirit, and then he's tempted by the devil, and then he's, he's wrongly accused for doing a whole lot of things that he never did. He raises people from the dead. He, he heals people. There's miracles. There's signs. There's wonders. Then he's crucified. Then he goes to hell, and then, this is messy. I, I don't know about you, but it's probably not the way that I would see the, the Savior of the world being born into the world, that journey taking its course. It, it's, it's messy, but it sets a perfect example for us. 
Life goes on. Let's keep going on. Let's keep moving forward. Let's keep walking in community, in strength, in faith, pressing forward and pressing through to get to the end result, which is what God has called us to. Even God, and I might get the, the team to come. We look at God, it's perfect. Everything's perfect. Unbelievable. He spoke and created the heavens and the earth over a seven-day period, six-day period. He spoke and he, there was the heavens, there was the earth, there was water, there was day, there was night, there was the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, there was man. It was, it was perfect, except that man sinned. And now it wasn't perfect, it was messy. And then man that sinned had sons who murdered. And it was messy. And then, then God looks down on earth and goes, you know what, every thought of man is evil. Inherently, I'm going to wipe them off the face of the planet. And he only found one man in Noah to, to redeem humanity through. It was messy. It's okay to be messy. It's okay for life not to be perfect. It's okay for life not to look exactly like you want it to, but it's not okay to stop walking. I want to encourage you this year, journey well, journey strong. It says in Psalm 84, verse 5, it says, uh, blessed are those who, uh, no, that's not what it says. I can't even remember what those. Blessed are those whose strength is in you who have set their heart on pilgrimage. God blesses those that journey. And, and what I love about the, the story of Jesus is, what he shows us is, uh, we don't have to travel perfectly, just purposely. Because his life wasn't perfect. And, and, and he shows us that we just, we just don't have to give up. We don't have to stop. You know, it's, it's good to start strong, but it's better to finish well. So at the end of 2016, I want you to go, you know what, that was, that was big. That was exciting. There was ups, there was downs, there was twists, there was turns, but I'm finishing well. And I'm finishing strong. And God, you're still with me. And God, I've seen your faithfulness. And God, I've seen your goodness this year. Amen? You may not even be able to see how it's going to be possible. I want to, I want to share you this. Romans 8 says, all things work together for good for those who love the Lord, who are called according to His purposes. Isaiah 55 says, my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts, but my ways are above your ways and my thoughts are above your thoughts. When you can't see how it could happen this year, I want you to press in in faith. I want you to believe that God is going to be able. I want you to believe that he's going to carry you through because he's spoken it into you. Amen. Let's just make some predetermined decisions for 2016. When it gets a little rough, when it gets a little wild, when it gets a little messy, I'm committing to my, my, my commitments and I'm walking through. Amen. Can we just close our eyes for a moment? Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your word. Again, thank you for the opportunity to step into a brand new day. The old is gone and we're pressing in. Thank you, Lord, that you say in your word, Isaiah 43, that behold, you are doing a new thing. And I declare this morning over every person here, over every child and kids ministry, over every team, everywhere, that God, you're going to do a new thing in their life. There's going to be new vision, new vigor, new, new faith, new energy, Lord God, to run towards the year ahead, that we would fire up that we would get excited, we would stir ourselves, Lord, as you call us forward in Jesus' mighty and wonderful name. And just while every head's bowed, every eye's closed, I want to give you an opportunity. First Sunday of a brand new year. If you're here and you're going, you know what, I want to make a commitment to God or I want to make a recommitment to God because I want to give Him my plans, my purposes, my dreams, my desires for this year. Why don't you just lift your hand and we'll pray a prayer and say, yeah, that's me. I want to I press in. This year, I'm, I'm committing to walk in God's ways, to do His will, 
to allow my agendas and my desires and that to, to slip away, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna focus up on, God, what you've called me to this year. If that's you, just lift your hand. Say, yeah, that's me, Christian. Let's pray together. Thank you, Lord. Well, Father, this morning, I declare the blessing of heaven over every single person that sits before me. Lord, smile upon them. Go before them this year. Bless them and let them know joy, peace, and your goodness in their world. In Jesus' mighty and wonderful name. And everybody said, come on, let's give God a mighty hand clap this morning. Thanks for listening to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Visit us online at c3noosa.org.